the Denver Nuggets storm back in a comeback victory versus the New Orleans Pelicans at home. Nikola Jokic records his third triple-double of the season and officially passes LeBron James and Jason Kidd for fourth all-time. Yo, we got to tap into it. Talk about these Denver Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, y'all? This is your host, Swiper, and here we are with Locked On Nuggets, your team every day, brought to you by FanDuel. Y'all, this was an incredible, incredible game. If you didn't get a chance to watch your Denver Nuggets take on the New Orleans Pelicans, I highly suggest you go back and you watch the game, go back and watch the highlights. There are so many different things that have been going on lately, man. This has been a Crazy season already to start, but sure, 7-1 Denver Nuggets were able to come away with maybe their most impressive win of the season. The Denver Nuggets, they won 134 to 116. But one of the things that made yesterday so spectacular is that the Denver Nuggets at one point in time in the game were down 38 to 57. 38 to 57. The Denver Nuggets, over the course of the rest of the game from the second quarter on, they won a 96-59 to run versus the New Orleans Pelicans. And this is when the Nuggets were 1 of 13 from 3 at one point in the first half, and the Pelicans were shooting about 10 of 16 from the three-point line. The Pelicans were getting anything and everything they wanted. The pull-up shooting was working. The pull-up three-pointers were working. The shot-making was incredible. Yesterday... You had a rookie, and the player that's been dubbed Hawkeye, Jordan Hawkins, had 31 points, seven rebounds, and three assists on 10 of 19 from the field, seven of 14 from the three-point line, and he was absolutely cooking in the first half. And then eventually the Denver Nuggets just resoundingly responded to the Pelicans' onslaught by coming out in the third quarter, going on a massive run, scoring 40 points, in the third quarter window as well, y'all. And again, uh, if you ever listen, something I like to do is that whenever the Nuggets are playing versus other competition, I like to hear what the other teams are saying about them. I'll listen to the other announcers because I want to get a feel for how teams are thinking about the Nuggets, how other opposing fan bases are feeling about the Nuggets rotation players or coaching, the front office moves, all this. And so I listened yesterday and one of the things of note is that the way that other announcers, and particularly the Pelicans announcer, are talking about Nikola Jokic is similar to how teams used to talk about LeBron James at his apex. Now, if you remember, LeBron James, obviously, from basically 2009 to 2020, was considered the consensus best player in the world. You had other players in the conversation, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden for one year. Russell Westbrook won an MVP over the course of this run. Giannis Antetokounmpo won two MVPs over the course of that timeline. But you knew that ultimately it was going to be about LeBron. And we're seemingly reaching a crescendo at this point in time with Joker. Because Joker has moved into this place where he is now able to effortlessly put up 
dominant stat lines on high level efficiency that for many players would be their best play, best game they've ever had. That would be the best game they were ever able to conceive. Yesterday, in 36 minutes, Nikola Jokic had 35 points, 14 assists, 14 rebounds, 12 assists, 15 of 24 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 of 5 from the free throw line, a block, a steal, and Nikola Jokic was a plus 16 yesterday. He was a plus 16. Nikola Jokic had a true shooting of 66.8. A true shooting of 66.8 yesterday and just completely took over the game. Joker also passed LeBron James and Jason Kidd for fourth all-time on the triple-doubles list, now only behind Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, and Russell Westbrook. There is just something else that's happening right now. We are in the era of Nikola Jokic, it feels like, where a player just has complete control over an entire basketball game, where the entire hopes of a franchise relies on Jokic getting out of the game and hoping to be able to beat the Nuggets when their bench unit is in the game. That is what's going on. And for Joker to be able to muster up these kind of performances, again, yesterday, it's getting in transition, getting the ball up ahead to Reggie Jackson, getting the back dunk. It's finding Julian Strother on a cross-court skip pass for a wide-open three for Julian. It's being able to post up Jonas Valanciunas. He spins baseline, goes up right, finishes left. It's getting Cody Zeller, I showed at the top of the free throw line, get it back down, over the shoulder, spin move, hook, bucket. It's about getting to the spot versus Jonas Valanciunas in the clutch moment and being able to pop a nice midi right over the top. There's so many aspects of his game, and even defensively yesterday, he had a steal on a trap where Brandon Ingram did not see him coming, stole the ball from Brandon Ingram, dribbled the ball down the court, and then threw the ball up to Michael Porter Jr. for an alley-oop. And it was just a spectacular display of dominance and a player who has just reached a savant level of basketball understanding. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 15, 12, and 6 yesterday, 7 of 11 from the field. He was 7 of 9 from 2, one block. He was a plus 8 last night. He was the main, uh, mainly responsible for guarding Zion Williamson yesterday. Now, Zion, you know, had a decent game. Uh, 20, 10, and 9, almost had a triple-double. He was 10 of 22 from the field, was a minus 11 in his minutes. Aaron Gordon, primary defender on him. Again, he has a lot of responsibility. And now with Jamal Murray being out for the foreseeable future, Aaron Gordon is being tasked with to be maybe a secondary playmaker in the Nuggets offense. And so for him to get 15, 12, and 6 and to get high-level defense out of him, you really just can't ask for more. You just can't ask for more. Uh, from what they're able to do and how they're able to play um, this year. I really am just uh, really impressed with the way that starters um, are just playing right now. Again, they were obviously elite last year, best in the world maybe. Uh, but this year, they've just been at another level. Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 15 points, one rebound, and seven assists. And then on top of that was five of 10 from the field, three of seven from three, two of two from the free throw line. He was a plus 23. Game high. Plus 23. He also had the main responsibility of guarding Brandon Ingram last night. And Brandon Ingram, 22, 2 and 5, sounds good enough. He was 10 at 22, 0 4 from 4. And guess what? 0 4 from 3. And he was a minus 29 in his minutes yesterday. 
minus 29. Brandon Ingram, who many think is a top 25, 30 player in the league, uh, just not able to contribute to winning basketball at all. And for their two best players to be a combined, and Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, to be a combined minus 40 yesterday as the starting unit, it just goes to show, man, there are just levels to how good this team is. The Nuggets won 134 to 116, again, after being down at one point, 58, 57 to 38. It's just unbelievable, man. He had seven assists last night as well for KCP. Michael Porter Jr. has his third straight 20-point game, 22 points, nine rebounds, and three assists for Michael Porter Jr., eight of 16 from the field. Now, he was two of six from three, meaning he was six of 10 from two-point range, four of four from the free throw line. Michael Porter Jr. also a plus 13 yesterday, and MPJ had a 61.9% true shooting. He slowly but surely continues to stack up good games, and he's putting himself uh, in a different situation and different conversation right now. Again, still coming back from an ankle injury. His defense was fairly good at times yesterday. Got lost a little bit off ball, but that happens. It happens to every player, including Joker uh, and Aaron Gordon. Uh, but again, just what you're seeing from him is just full-scale development as a player. A player that's able to lean into being a shot maker, a player that's leaning into being a better playmaker, and then a player leaning into be to try to become one of the better wing defenders in the NBA. You honestly just can't ask uh, for a lot more. And then Reggie Jackson yesterday, uh, 24 minutes, 7 points, 1 rebound, 4 assists for Reggie Jackson. Uh, 2 of 8 from the field. Reggie Jackson was 2 of 2 from the free throw line, a plus 16 for Mr. Reggie Jackson yesterday. So all around, the Denver Nuggets just come away with a dominant win, move the 7-1 and one on the season as they get ready for the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday. But y'all, in segment two, we got to tap in to Julian Strother and Peyton Watson uh, because you know what? Calvin Booth is having a master class right now, and there's a lot to get into and discuss when talking about what he's been able to do with these late first-round draft picks, y'all. But we'll be right back here at Locked On Nuggets. Now, I don't know about y'all, but FanDuel is my place to go uh, for my sports betting. Right now, new customers with FanDuel get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Guess what? Your Denver Broncos, they play versus the Buffalo Bills this weekend, and I don't know. I'm feeling a little confident with how the Bills just played versus the Cincinnati Bengals and how the Denver Broncos just played in a double-digit, dominating, no-touchdown-giving-up win versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you want to tap in to that game, make sure you visit FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. There's an app that's so easy to use. There's spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. So, y'all, we are back here for segment two on Locked on Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. So glad that you're here with us today at Locked on. Y'all, we got to talk about it. Calvin Booth is having an all-time great run right now. <laughs> Calvin Booth is having an all-time great run right now. Calvin Booth, in the 2022 NBA draft, goes out and he finds 
Christian Brown. Christian Brown then become a top eight rotation player for the Denver Nuggets in an NBA Finals run, a 16-4 and run, where he was a dominant POA defender. He then takes a risk on somebody at 30 overall that averaged three points per game, which was one of the lowest numbers for any player drafted in the first round. And this dude comes out the next season with all the expectation, with all the weight, and having to be a good bench player, a good two-way player, and for and really, man, for him to just be able to turn into what he's become is spectacular. Peyton Watson's been incredible. But then this year, a 29th overall pick for the NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Julian Strother, out of Gonzaga, a six-foot-six shooting guard, one of the best spot-up shooters, movement shooters in the NCAA last year. Comes in preseason. Looks great. But you know, with Coach Michael Malone, you got to earn your minutes. You got to earn your keep. Nobody is given anything with Coach Malone. And so for him to be able to, Colin Booth, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, and every single one of them performed in a winning fashion yesterday versus the New Orleans Pelicans goes to show you that Calvin Booth and the Denver Nuggets front office, they're just built a little bit different. Yesterday, in 19 minutes, Julian Strother has 21 points, two rebounds, one assist. He shoots five of nine from the three-point line, eight of 13 overall from the field. Julian Strother comes into the game and just starts raining fire down from the ceiling of Ball Arena. I'm talking about he gets into the post. Gets a nice little easy lay over Jordan Hawkins. He then gets the ball off of the AG DHO, gets to the rim, finger roll, hmm, comes back down the court off a of deflection, comes down, pulls up, hmm, three-pointer. Peyton Washington gets a steal, gets a spin move, drives to the middle of the paint, kicks it out to Julian Strother. Hmm, Julian Strother is just able to show that he is ready he is able, he is willing, and there's just something that he asked to his team that they quite simply do not have coming off their, of their bench. And to see Julian Strother give you 21-2-1, to see Christian Brown give you six points, one assist, and he was a plus four in 18 minutes, and he played winning defense yesterday on B.I. and others. To see Peyton Watson get 19 minutes, four points, three rebounds, one assist on two or three shooting, and to get two blocks, Two steals. That's four stocks for Peyton Watson. Four. And he was a plus 15 in the game. They won by 18 points off the bench. Amazing. It was an amazing performance from three draft picks that are in their first or second year with the Denver Nuggets organization. And on top of that, Colin Gillespie last night. Six points, one rebound, one assist. Colin had a nice dime to Aaron Gordon off of a pick and roll right over to Don Williamson's head. He had a nice three on a Nikola Jokic pass out that he hit on the left wing. And then he also drove to the basket, got an and one over one of the Pelicans defenders as well in the second half. He even was able to contribute yesterday and he's on a two-way contract. And he's also in the second year of his deal. Yesterday, the Denver Nuggets ran out a lineup where they had Colin Gillespie, they had Julian Strother, Peyton Washington, and Christian Brown and Aaron Gordon. And they were still getting stopped. They were still running and gunning and executing at a really high level. So 
it really has been a revelation to this team that they have focused on older, smart, mature players that are able to really buy into an identity, and that's Julian and that's Christian. And then you have players like Peyton Watson who have all the skill set in the world. The UCLA situation wasn't the most exemplary for what he needed at that point, but he comes out in the draft, and as somebody and everybody who looked at him said, an underdeveloped player, didn't do anything in college, averaged three points a game. Yeah, it has nice tape, but what can we really do with this? And Calvin Booth says, watch this. The Denver Nuggets have built their rotation off the bench. You have Reggie Jackson, who's starting right now. But having Julian Strother, a six foot six sharp shooting wing, having Christian Brown, a six foot six defensive wing, Peyton Watson, a six foot seven, six foot eight defensive wing with some upside offensively as well. And then having a six foot 11 Zeke Naji, they have size, they have athleticism, they have scoring, they have rim pressure, and they have defense. Every single one of those players are willing to commit on that end. And that's what changes the trajectory for what the Denver Nuggets are doing this season. They've had one of the best benches so far in the NBA, and they'll continue, hopefully, to get better as they continue to learn how to play Denver Nuggets-style basketball, buying it into identity, buying into a system, and feeling confident in their abilities within this system. And then on top of that, trusting, trusting the process around them and executing. That is the thing that separates the Nuggets' development from other teams. Because yesterday... Let me see. Let me tell you how big deal, big of a deal this is. So Christian Brown yesterday, he deeds up on Bi. Really good contest. Helps off the ball. All kind of stuff. Peyton Watson yesterday is playing the backup four. Do you know who plays the four for the New Orleans Pelicans? I'll tell you. It's Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, six foot six, two hundred and forty fifty pound, crazy athlete. When he's healthy, one of the fifteen best players in the NBA, arguably. And then yesterday. Peyton Watson gets the main matchup on Zion Williamson. And even though Zion absolutely won a couple of those bouts, Peyton Watson put up good defense and got good contest and caused him to miss some shots near the rim just because of his length, because of his smart, and because he's willing to commit to that side of the basketball. That's just not something that you just get from rookies and get from second-year players. You have to have players that have a special identity and skill set. And the fact, y'all, that Michael Malone is trusting them to do this is huge. Huge. Again, y'all, this truly just changes the trajectory for what you can expect from the Nuggets. Because everybody was talking about the Bruce Brown loss and the Jeff Green loss. And again, absolutely, especially Jeff, Jeff Green and Bruce Brown, Jeff Green's side, especially Bruce Brown because of the fact that he's a do-it-all, jack-of-all-trade, six-foot-four player. I can play one through four and guard one through four, basically in a playoff setting. So you're absolutely going to miss those players. But I'm telling you, the fact that you can get this level of contribution from young players, especially a rookie this early in the season, it just really just changes things for them, man. And I couldn't be more impressed with how the youngins were playing last night. And again, for Julian to come off the bench and give you a electric 21 points, especially with the way Jordan Hawkins was shooting. Matt Ryan was shooting for them. Matt Ryan was four from six from three. Jordan Hawkins was seven of 14 from three. Y'all, they went 11 of 20 from three between just those two players. And the Nuggets couldn't hit anything in the first half. And Julian was able to come in the game, execute, 
hit a shot, Peyton Watson switching, playing defense, contesting, getting to the rim, finishing. Really, man, uh, just an incredible game uh, from the Denver Nuggets Youngins. And shout out to Calvin Booth for being able to find and scout and develop that talent and Michael Malone as well, y'all. But y'all, in segment three, I'm going to talk about the Nuggets. They're kind of shaping in the form, meaning that they're seven and one, they're well positioned, and they got a lot that's going to happen in front of them. And again, great opportunity this week versus the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. And again, allowing for Jamal Murray to continue to rest. Let's talk about all that in segment three. Welcome back to the Locked On Nuggets. This is your final segment with your host, Swiper. Uh, you will have an episode from Adam and Matt tomorrow, and then I'll be back up with you on Friday uh, as well for another episode. Uh, y'all, we got to tap into this, man. This uh, this is interesting. The Denver Nuggets are truly developing into form. Uh, the way that they've been playing, the consistency that they're playing with, the trust they're playing with, they're just on another level. So, y'all, one of my favorite websites to go to is Dunks and Threes. It's a pro basketball analysis. And it gives you uh, the adjusted net rating and the adjusted offensive rating and defensive rating for each team in the NBA. Now, the Denver Nuggets are currently ranked as the second best team in the NBA uh, per net rating. Uh, they're a plus 5.8 with a 116.6 adjusted offensive rating, which is second in the NBA, and then a 110.8 adjusted defensive rating which is ninth in the NBA right now as well. Um, but then you get to look into a lot of other things as well, defensive and offensive characteristics that carry carry you as well. So the Nuggets defense is allowing an effective field goal percentage of 51.1. That's good for fourth in the NBA, meaning that they are making life very difficult for the Denver Nuggets. Very difficult uh, in terms of they're making it difficult for other teams playing against the Denver Nuggets because they are putting so much pressure on you to have to score efficient shots and make contested shots, meaning you got to try to get to the rim. You have to try to get quality three-point shot. And then if you don't get those things, which you're not giving a lot of, then you have to try to make contested twos. And that is presenting a lot of difficulties for the opposing offense. So the Denver Nuggets are currently allowing just 32.8% from three on the season. That's good for fourth best in the NBA. The Denver Nuggets are currently allowing a rim percentage of 60.1, which is good for 11, and a mid-range percentage of 40.2, which is good for 11th as well. So they're giving up the fourth best effective field goal percentage. They're giving up of the fourth best three-point percentage in the NBA. And then offensively, the Denver Nuggets have the second best effective field goal percentage in the NBA at 58.4. They're shooting 67.6% at the rim, which is good for third in the NBA. 67%. And really, outside of the aberration, that was the Minnesota Timberwolves game and their great interior defense. The Nuggets might be leading the NBA right now if it wasn't for that individual game. Because number one is Washington at 67.9. So they're three ticks behind them. The Denver Nuggets have the best mid-range shooting team in the NBA. So they're at a 50.3 mid-range percentage on the year. That's Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. That's Contavious Caldwell-Pope. That's Michael Porter Jr. That's Reggie Jackson. And Julian Strother with that little 
push shot that he does from the near the free the free throw line. The Nuggets are also the 12th ranked three point shooting team in the league. That will continue to climb as the year goes on. They were struggling immensely in some of these games. But in the Nuggets shot distribution is really interesting. They're very balanced. They're shooting 35% of their looks at the rim, 28% at the mid-range, which is 21th in the league, but they're only getting up about 37, 37 three-point attempts a game, which is 20, which is 22nd in the league. So again, not a lot of volume. This is typically who they are. But again, for them to be here already and for the Nuggets to have uh, the eighth lowest turnover rate in the league at 13.4, and for them to be executing their scheme at this high of a level, the Nuggets right now are positioning themselves, even without Jamal Murray being here, to be able to make a push for 60 wins this year. 60 wins. And I'm not saying that half-heartedly. I'm saying it because when you're playing that well and you have a net rating that's reflective of a top-10 defensive team, and honestly, the best offense in the league when Jokic and Murray and them are on the court, and for them to have struggled in some of these games offensively, making their shots, Memphis, Timberwolves, the first half versus the Pelicans, they are just ascending and they're elevating. Joker is better than he's ever been. Better than he's ever been. You have Jamal Murray, who's playmaking at a higher level than he's ever been. Michael Porter Jr. is playing better two-way play than he ever has before. And then on top of that, Aaron Gordon legitimately is playing as a jack-of-all-trades so far for this season. It just cannot be understated or overstated. It can be understated. It can't be overstated. How freaking good this team has been so far this season. And it's going to continue to go up from here. The Nuggets on their schedule. Now they have the Warriors coming up on ESPN. It's going to be a late East Coast game on ESPN uh, at 10 p.m. That's going to be uh, they have the Sunday coming up versus the Houston Rockets. So the great thing about this, Nuggets will get three days off just to rest their legs a little bit before they play the Rockets. Uh, and then they have the Clippers in Denver on Tuesday. And then from there, they go on their first real, their first real away stretch this year. And they'll be on the road for the next five games versus the Pelicans, Cavs, Piston, Magic, and again, versus the Rockets. So, the Nuggets are just putting themselves in a really advantageous situation. Coming off of a really dominant game versus the Pelicans. Coming off of dominant wins versus the Thunder. Dominant wins versus the Mavericks. Dominant wins versus the Bulls. Dominant win versus even, you know, the Jazz. The Lakers. They're just positioning themselves to really, truly be able to separate themselves uh, from the rest of the Western Conference. And, you know, obviously the Boston Celtics and them, I think, throughout the entire year. They're going to be kind of battling to see who's going to be the best overall team in a regular season setting. And then maybe the Milwaukee Bucks will get there as well as they figure out the Dame, Giannis situation, and Malik Beasley, Pat Connington, and all that. But again, man, the Nuggets are just truly, they're just leveling up as a whole. And I think what changes all this for them, as we talked about in segment two, is them being able to look at Peyton Watson, them being able to look at Christian Brown, them being able to look at Julian Strother, them being able to rely on Zeke Naji, having the six foot six, six foot six, six foot seven, six foot eight, and six foot eleven young, very high energy players that they can turn to in their rotation, coupled with being able to have Reggie Jackson getting more minutes because Jamal Murray is going to be out, 
KCP is playing even better than he was last year. And then on top of that, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, that whole front court, they're just dominating the competition right now. And so another thing I love to do, uh, if you go to NBA.com, you can type in for lineup data, and it goes to show you how each lineup is playing together. So that Denver Nuggets, the starters that they have right now, uh, they have a 120 offensive rating on the season, which is obviously insane. But the bench unit, the bench unit with Reggie Jackson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, well, the, the starting unit with, with obviously with the bench player, Reggie Jackson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, and Michael Porter Jr. Again, just 55 minutes. Reggie Jackson, KTP, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, just 55 minutes. They have a 134.4 offensive rating and an 80.5 defensive rating. Yeah, you heard that right. 134.4 offensive rating, 80.5 defensive rating for a plus 53.9. Now, again, that obviously is going to level out as you get more and more minutes. But what it's showing you is that when they're on the court together, they're just able to execute at a really high level. And even if you look at the four-man distribution between Contavious Caldwell, Pope, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, and Michael Porter Jr., they have played 187 minutes together. They're sitting at a 126 offensive rating and a 107 defensive rating for a plus 19.1 net rating. And they that unit has a 61.2% true shooting attached to it. Again, KCP, AG, MPJ, Joker, 187 minutes, a 126 to 107, and a plus 19.1 net rating. So this team has figured out chemistry. It's figured out an identity, and they're going to continue to roll as long as those guys are healthy and they're on the court. Jamal Murray, get your rest. Let the hamstring get 100% healthy. Obviously, the team got your back while you're out. But they are literally putting themselves in a trajectory to say that when these players are on the court together, there's just nobody that can feel safe against them with a 20-point lead or the different Nuggets have a lead and a small going into a clutch time situation. So really – Really great game for the Denver Nuggets versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The Nuggets will be back on Wednesday versus the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and the rest of that roster. And that's going to be an incredible game, y'all. This is your host, Swiper. This is Locked On Nuggets. Make sure y'all share, like, and subscribe to get your favorite NBA content. And y'all, we will see y'all on the other side.